Oh yeah, we know what that sound means. This is Social Buzz On Air. What is happening, everybody? I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. As always, hey, welcome to the show. We took a break oh, for about a year or so, trying to figure out what we wanted to do to reshape the show, relaunch it. There's been a lot of buzz, no pun intended, about podcasts and how the rapid growth of them is really taking place at the moment, and we wanted to make sure we capitalized on that. So we're relaunching Social Buzz on air, same format, talking about social media, talking about technology, talking about things that matter in short, simple, easy ways to be able to digest information through our simple brand new podcast. On today's show, my good friend and the brains behind the great business project, Mr. Ralph Quintero. Ralph, what is happening? What is up, Sebastian? Happy to be here, my friend. I love your show, and I am so glad it's back, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. Hey, actually, welcome back. I believe you've been on the show a few times before, so uh, it's always great to be with you. Love what you got going on with uh, the Great Business Project uh, and what you're doing to really emphasize the the nitty-gritty of the wonderful, wonderful world of entrepreneurship. Yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it, it is great. It is a wonderful world. There's nothing like the freedom that comes from being an entrepreneur. It's not always easy, uh, and that's kind of what we preach. You know, we we help people get through those uh, hurdles and those tough moments. But uh, at the end of the day, it is rewarding, man. This is true. So you and I decided today we are going to take on the discussion of the drum roll, please, the brand new iPhone 5s and the Samsung Galaxy S4. Now I happen to own. The iPhone 5, not the newest one. I'm not that cool yet, but I do have the new operating system. And I also have a Galaxy S4. So I've been able to experience both. I'm still trying to decide which one's better. Right off the top of your head, which one's for you? For me, it's got to be the iPhone. I'm a, I'm a Mac head. I, uh, I'm an Apple fanboy. Uh, I love the flexibility that I have with mine. I do have an iPhone 5S on its way. Uh, I have a 5 now, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So I, I think I've established what corner I'm sitting in, Sebastian. I, I, I definitely th- I think the last time you and I met, you had your iPad. You had two Macs and an iPhone, so I definitely believe uh, that you are the poster child for uh, Apple. I actually uh, just switched to uh, from PC to Mac. I, I am officially on the dark side now. Woo! Yeah. Awesome, man. Went and picked myself up a MacBook uh, Pro, getting acclimated to the wonderful world of Mac. I like it so far, um, and I like the durability of it. Once you go Mac, you never go back. I hear that. So... I love the new operating system that uh, the iPhone has. Uh, It's a lot of eye candy. But I also like the ability to be able to close the apps um, without having to press down the apps. I like the ability to be able to um, the airdrop. That's really cool. If I need to get you something, I don't want to text it or email it to you, and you're sitting right next to me, uh, I can give it to you right away. Now, is there a distance um, factor with that? Do you have to be in the same room or within a specific area? I think you do, Sebastian. I think you have to be within 33 feet. I think it, it follows the same Bluetooth protocol uh, in terms of how far somebody needs to be. But I, I think I think you hit it right on the head. You're going to be doing that if we were sitting across from each other at a cafe and I wanted to get you a file or a video or a presentation. That would be the ideal thing for that. Absolutely. And uh, a couple other things that I, that I really like about the new operating system. And again, we're talking about uh, the, the brand new iOS 7. I said that right, right? IOS. Yeah, you did. Um, a lot of eye candy, but also some improved. There are some improved capabilities uh, with 
um, how some of the apps function. Uh, what are some of the things that you really like about it? Well, you know, I, I do have to give some props to to the Android platform, particularly the S4 uh, right here right away, because one of the things that, that I actually wished that my iDevice had before iOS 7 came out was the ability to quickly reach, um, you know, kind of this control center where I can turn on and off uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, set my alarms, you know, the kind of things that I use on a regular basis. And that was something that you could easily do with Android uh, before and, and have been able to do for a while. And it is a new feature in iOS 7. So I actually love that control center where I can I can pull it up and I've got access to my flashlight. I've got access to Wi-Fi, airplane mode. I do travel a lot, so it does come in handy. I don't have to go digging through my settings you know somebody said the other day there was a tip to saving your iphone battery and it was to charge your iphone in airplane mode did you hear about that I did. It's actually it's actually one of those awesome little secret ninja tips because none of your uh, antennas are on. So you don't have your Wi-Fi antenna on, your Bluetooth antenna on when you're in airplane mode. So your your phone isn't working at the same time that it's charging. It's it's just, you know, kind of set to bare bones minimum to be to be awake but not really. It's almost it's almost like being in a light sleep. You know, one of the things I like a lot are these new cases that you can use to charge your phone. Um, and also the, the, the kind of the, the USB sticks that come really convenient when there's not a charger somewhere. Because I think that really seems to be the biggest hurdle with the iPhone is that it seems like the battery lasts five minutes, even though it is several hours. What do you typically do to keep your phone charged? Um, you know, I, I do charge it whenever I have the opportunity. If I'm in the car or I'm, you know, heading to a meeting or I'm at the office, I do always try and charge it. Uh, I am not a big fan of the battery operated cases just because I think that once you put one of those on your iPhone, you've just killed the, the design, which is one of the main, uh, features of it. And, and again, you know, here's the Apple fanboy about to give props again to, to, the Samsung, um, you know, having a removable battery is, is a big plus because you could always carry a spare battery with you and you can keep going. Now, that being said, I do find that with even as much use as I put into my phone, I can typically just about make it through a day, uh, with my iPhone battery. I don't, I don't find myself running out of battery middle of the day. And, and I guess partially that's because, like I said, when I hop in the car and I'm driving to lunch or I'm driving to an appointment, I'll give it a quick charge. So why did you say people shouldn't use those cases? Why, why, why is it a negative thing? Uh, for me, the negative thing is that you're, you're just taking away from the beauty and the design of the phone. I, I think one of the things that makes the iPhone so attractive is its design. Um, and by, by slapping a case on it, yeah, I get, it, I get it that it protects it. But even those battery cases, they're a little bulky. My son has one, uh, and he swears by it. And he's a, he's a hardcore gamer, and so he's, he's always gaming on his, on his device. And he needs that extra battery. And he doesn't, he doesn't mind that, uh, that it makes the look of the phone different. Okay, so it's just a cosmetic thing. Yeah, I, I'm thinking functionality. All right, let's get right down into the. You said that your brand new iPhone 5s is in route to you as we speak, but you have done your due diligence and you really understand what perks you're, you're to expect when that bad boy arrives. So let's get right into it. The design of the phone. What's different on the new on the new phone? Uh, you get a couple of you get a couple of extra colors on the iPhone 5s, which is nice. You get that uh, they call it gold. I call it champagne, but it is it is a beautiful beautiful phone. Um, they've added a dual True Tone flash, and we can talk about that when we get into the camera into discussing the camera aspect of it. And I think that the biggest thing is that they've integrated a fingerprint sensor right onto the home button, which which actually makes the phone use experience a lot better. So one of the things that I hate. 
fucked about my phone is that I have to put in my four digit pin every time I feel that that just takes up. I'm a productivity freak. So, you know, even, even the little time that it takes to put in that code slows me down. Now I just grab my phone and it doesn't matter whether I'm putting my left thumb, my right thumb, right on the home button. It recognizes who I am and it lets me in. So, you know, let's just say worst case scenario in case of an emergency, someone had to grab your phone for you and make a phone call. Is there still an option to type your code in? Uh, I'm not sure. I actually, that's, that's a really interesting one. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one when the phone comes in. Yeah. I mean, cause if you're in the backyard, you know, with a chainsaw, you know, cutting down a tree and you happen to cut both your arms off and you have to call 911, <laughs> you know, I would think you got to have some sort of backup plan there. But well, I do here, like the uh, very, very futuristic of Apple to implement the, the fingerprint option. I, I'm actually glad you brought up the, the 911 feature. If you if you notice, even on the lock screen on most of the phones, um, if you don't have your passcode, it does give you the option to make an emergency call where it will dial 911. I think that's the only option it gives you. Um, even if you pull your SIM, your SIM card out of your phone, it still gives you the option of dialing 911. Hey, safety first. So the Galaxy S4 does not have the fingerprint option, but it does have that wave function that allows you to scroll through pictures and scroll through your screen. And I think you can actually, it knows when you're looking away from the phone too, correct? Yeah, that's crazy, man. The, the fact that you could be watching a video and someone calls your attention, you look away and it'll pause the video. Um, you know, that's, that's actually a really cool feature. It, it, it is. It is very. It, it's very cool. Very trippy. All at the same time. Uh, it's kind of like your when the iPhones function that knows when you're sleeping and that it knows when you're awake. Do you ever notice your phone's quiet all night and the second you roll over or make any significant movement, you hear some emails coming in or a text message that may have come in? How in the world does the phone know that you're asleep? <laughs> Technology's amazing, man. It, it is crazy. Totally is. So. Let's talk about uh, design on the S4. I find it a little challenging to type in text on the S4 because it is bigger, but I think it's just a matter of getting used to a little bit larger of a phone. It doesn't seem that the touchscreen keys have as much tack as the iPhone, or maybe I'm just spoiled, and it's also a lighter device. Well, here's here's the thing. Unless you're Tony Robbins, man, and have these giant hands, there's no way you can hold that phone and, and comfortably uh, type or text using one hand on on that phone. So, you know, I, I know that there's big movements around driving and texting and stuff like that. I guess that the S4 will, will prevent you from doing that even further because it's really hard to do with one hand. Well, you know, the new – that is actually – I'm glad you said that because the, the updated version – I don't know if they updated – Surrey or whatever the case may be, but before when you'd say, meet me at Burger King in five minutes, that would sound like I am the king of five minutes down the street. It never <laughs> came out the same ever. Now, I tested it out the other day uh, with my fiance, and um, I, I had a field day with it because everything I'd say, I go, okay, let me say something ridiculous like, don't forget the balloons for breakfast, you know, and it actually spit out precisely what I said. So that is probably one of my favorite features going back to the new operating system um, for the iPhone. Have you experienced that too? Yeah, I mean, they, they've come a long way uh, with Siri. With the release of iOS 7, it's actually the first time that Siri is out of beta. So all the way up to the latest revisions of iOS 6, Siri had been in beta. Uh, and now she's officially out into the world. Well, welcome to the world, Siri. So what's the biggest, baddest, newest compliment to the new iPhone model 
uh, that's come out. A7 chip, man, for sure. It's it's internal. It's 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 not even it's not even what people can see. And I I think I think the two biggest things that could have happened to the iPhone beyond the fingerprint sensor is the A7 chip that it has inside with 64-bit architecture, um, and the iOS 7. I mean, it's essentially a small computer in your hand. Uh, it's it's almost like a full desktop computer in your hand. It is smoking fast. I mean, to to the point that it, you know the benchmark tests on it, you know exceed almost by a full third what the galaxy s4 performance is so we may not be it, it's kind of like when you when you get your hd tvs and there may not be as much content for it or there may not be enough programming i don't think that there's enough apps out there right now to actually show how powerful that chip is but as developers start working on it you're really going to start to see w- how important that a7 chip is i agree i really can't decide of course i did a i did a an agency project so they sent me an s4 so they paid me to use it so i didn't argue with them and they let me keep it so i've been able to have the best of both worlds the multimedia on the s4 in my opinion runs circles around the iphone i mean the 13 megapixel camera the functionality the ability to take a picture with the forward camera and the the front facing camera all at the same time the video quality is absolutely impeccable what are your thoughts on the multimedia uh, capabilities on both devices well, I gotta give it. I gotta give it to the Galaxy S4 for screen size. I mean, it's it's you know I, I look at it and I I borderline want to call it a phablet, you know, kind of a phone and a tablet because the screen is so big, um, and it gives you that ability if you're on a plane, if you're on a train, if you're on a bus, if if you want to show a client a video, the bigger screen on the Galaxy for sure is a plus. 13 megapixel camera, you can't argue with that. The iPhone is still at eight megapixels or just slightly above eight megapixels. I, you know, flash wise, I think the iPhone has a little bit of an edge, but I, th- I think you're right. I think in terms of multimedia, the ability to use both cameras simultaneously, um, the S4 definitely has an edge. Why do you think Apple isn't staying up to speed with the same functionalities with the camera as, as Galaxy? I think that they feel that eight megapixels is enough. I mean, if you if you go out and you ask, um, you know, a photographer, or, or you go out and you go print an image, and and I don't remember off the top of my head, Sebastian, what what eight megapixel actually translates to, but I think it's something into a print that's like four feet by six feet or something like that. And I think for most people, eight megapixels is enough. So when they look at it, I think what Apple's been really focusing on is their their image sensor and the the aperture of their lenses so so that they can improve the crispness of the images but i think i think on megapixels it may be another round before we see them increase the uh the sensitivity of the phone now how does s4 compare with the new a7 operating system uh like i said it's almost a, the new ios uh, the new a7 chip versus the uh, galaxy s4 the iphone 5s beats it out by almost a third. So in terms of speed, and I'm, I'm going to try and pull this up while we're talking because it, it, would, be, uh, it would be really good. Um, on, the, uh, on the Geekbench, they, they ran the, uh, the laptop magazine actually ran the bench test. And the iPhone 5S scored 2,556 on their Geekbench versus the Galaxy S4 at 1880. 
Um, so like I said, it's almost a full third. And then they, they actually tried a different uh, bench, which is the uh, 3D Mark iStorm test. The iPhone 5S came in at 13795 and the Galaxy S4 at 10393 So again... Uh, it's one of those, it's, it's, it really is dominant. Same thing for speed, for actually taking like a JavaScript test. The iPhone 5S actually processed it in 411 milliseconds versus 1,089 milliseconds on the Galaxy S4. Well, it's clear that people are really trying to dig deep and find out which phone is better here. In fact, speaking on a few articles that you and I were reviewing before we hopped on the show, I just came across one and it said that when setting up your iPhone 5S, you'll be given the option to activate Touch ID. Teach the phone your fingerprint by repeatedly pressing and lifting your finger at different angles. Then set up a passcode. You'll be able to unlock your phone by holding that finger over the home button for a moment while anyone else will need a passcode. So I believe we answered our own question there. There it is. The owner of the phone fingerprint, anyone else can type in a passcode. So both features would be there, which absolutely makes sense. Now, let's get into apps real quick because I think... Most people's thought process that are really sold out on Apple products pertaining to phones, but like the idea of the Samsung Galaxies, they just feel the Galaxy is just not up to speed in the app marketplace, and that Apple absolutely has that, that market cornered. I agree 100% with that statement. I, I just, by the sheer number of apps, you know, you know my background, you know that I own an app development company. Uh, from, from an app development perspective, it's, it's hands down iPhone, iTunes all the way. Their, their developer tools are much better. It's easier to develop for, for iPhones and iDevices than it is for any other platform. And just the sheer number, number of apps and updates proves it. Right, and I, I agree. But the thing about... The S4, though, is that I opened up. It's obviously Android is very Google-friendly. And I opened the phone up. I activated it. I logged into my Google account. And it already knew every single app that I had on my iPhone. I didn't have to download anything. And I'm not really missing anything above and beyond iTunes. And I don't really even use iTunes that much anymore unless it's over Wi-Fi or I'm using iTunes Match. Or I'm typically on Pandora, which gives me a good variety of whatever I'm in the mood to listen on. So I'm not really that bent on the fact that there's not every single app that is in the iTunes store is available for the Galaxy. Because I believe that Galaxy is running a very, very close second with that. Yeah, they may be, and I think you and I, I think you and I are are actually in the minority in terms of app users, right? Because you know, just like you, I'm a Pandora and Spotify guy, so I don't actually keep my music on the phone anymore uh, from my iTunes account. I listen to podcasts. I do have the the Apple Podcast app, which I love. Um, I also listen to Stitcher Radio. Again, that's all cloud based. I use Evernote, which I know that uh, that there is an equivalent uh, Android uh, version of that. I use Dropbox, same thing. So. Most of what I use on a regular day-to-day -day basis, uh, I know is available on the Android platform. It's it's for the app power users, you know, people who are using more apps that are trying to get either productivity apps or utilities, things like that. It's a lot more selection, I think, on the uh, Apple Store. Well, it sounds to me like these phones are really toe-to-toe -to -toe pertaining to competition, and it's just a, a matter of preference. So we're almost out of time, Ralph. If you're standing in the cell phone store, you're you're qualified for an upgrade or you just don't care, you just want the new phone and you're really tossed, do you go iPhone or do you go Galaxy S4 and how do you make that decision? 
That's a tough one, man. I, you know, I, you heard me give a lot of props to the Galaxy S4 for a lot of things that I think that Apple still needs to work on. But in my book, I'd still stick to Apple because of the reliability, the stability. My phone doesn't crash. Um, you know, I, I trust Apple in the way that they put their design interface out. I'm not a big tweaker, so I'm not going to go tweak and every single bit of the experience on my phone. I know that that's important to some people. So I actually think that's what it's going to come down to. For the people who aren't necessarily tied to Apple uh, in any way or the people who want to really tweak every experience on their phone and are really, really big into multimedia, maybe the S4 is their choice. For the people who are really into design, good looks, good functionality, stability, um, and an overall all-around good product, I'd go Apple. Okay. I'm going with both. I know you're going all Apple. <laughs> I'm going with both. Well, we know what that sound means. We must wrap things up. Ralph, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Listeners, you can find Ralph online at thegreatbusinessproject.com. He's got his hands in fire. He's got podcasts. He's got apps. He's got a magazine uh, happening on the iPad and all kinds of tips, tricks, and tools to keep you in the know of being an entrepreneur. Ralph, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Thanks, Sebastian. Love being here, man, uh, and happy to come back anytime. Yes, please do come back soon. Hey, I'm Sebastian Russ signing off from our studio here in downtown Miami for Social Buzz On Air. We'll talk to you next time.